0: You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns. Today, I am joined with the awesome vice president of media buying at tier 11, Angela Ponsford. Today, we're going to be getting right into the really good stuff because today is, what do I do for Black Friday? What should I do? What should I do last minute? Did I forget anything? Did I miss anything? Well, that's what today's episode is all about. And for those of you who miss Black Friday, a lot of this will uh, apply for Cyber Monday as well. And then, oh, by the way, we also have Christmas coming up and you've got a lot of things you can do prior to Christmas. So I think these seven killer or seven essential ad tips that you need to know prior to running your ads for Black Friday and Cyber Monday are going to help you get better return on ad spend and and really make this a great holiday season for what has been a really crappy year. We're really can't wait to ring in 2021 here, and so we might as well sell some stuff through the end of the year. And if that is your goal, well, you're listening to the right show here. So let's get right into it. We've got seven killer ad tips and a bonus tip at the end, which is probably the most important one. So you should kind of listen to all the way through the first seven. We get to that bonus tip at the very end. And let's go through some of the things that uh, we are doing inside Tier eleven. so, this isn't the first time we've ever done this. We've been doing this for quite some time. And just nodding our head says, yes, we have done this a few times before. We've learned a lot in the last seven or eight years doing this. So looking at some of the tier 11 ad accounts, I think we're going to look at one in particular, which has yeah. a budget coming up through BFCM, which is our code for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, They're going to spend about $75,000. Now, you don't need to be spending $75,000 for your business. You might be spending more. You might be spending less. I think this is a good example, a good proxy for you. But there's a few things that we're doing inside this ad account to really kick butt on this very important weekend coming up. So the number one most important thing is not necessarily your Facebook ads. And is it something having to do with your website itself? Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, something that we've seen happen in the past, I'm sure we'll see it this year, people are running the Black Friday deal. You want to make sure that your website tells everybody that you have a Black Friday deal on there. Make sure that offer is visible on all pages on the site. Number one thing. Yeah.
0: That's something a lot of people miss. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: it's so
0: basic, but yeah, and this has happened... In a good way for us and a not such a good way in other cases. So we're learning from our own mistakes or our own inability to convince a customer to say, hey, put up a banner at the top of every one of your pages that says you're actually having this big sale going on. Kind of simple, but it's the first and most essential way to, to get some conversion lift.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then there's an additional uh, point on that. Some of our customers, they run to single landing pages. It's a single landing page offer. They're not taking people to their main site because of however, the specificity of the offer. A really top tip is to make the page that you're running to just put the banner on that. Don't create a completely separate page for your Black Friday offer. Because if you do that, it means that all the ads that you're currently running, you have to switch them off or you have to change the URL. Right. So yeah really important and we've had amazing success with the customers that have been willing to do that in the past change the evergreen page for the black friday cyber monday period and then switch it back again once it's done
0: yeah and that's an easy like you can do this relatively easily these are not mm-hmm. highly technical you need a development person to be able to do this this is a wordpress a plugin <laughs> and it's a really small thing that does end up making a really big difference
1: Absolutely. Because it leads on to the second point that we, we wanted to talk about was about keeping your evergreen ads on, not switching them all off while you're running your Black Friday, Cyber Monday offers. And we consistently see really a big uptick in results on our evergreen campaigns that run alongside our Black Friday sale campaigns with our you know creatives for Black Friday. So if you don't do that, if you have a landing page or whatever that you're running to from your ads, which is different to your kind of normal website, if you don't do that little hack that we talked about changing the offer, then you're going to run into all sorts of problems with your evergreen campaigns because you absolutely should still be running those.
0: Yeah. And that makes you have a whole lot less work after this whole thing is all over. Like you're going to shut this off Tuesday very early in the morning or Monday at midnight, wherever you are with your ad account, and you don't now you don't have to redo all your evergreen campaigns. And I think just about every single one of our customers has an evergreen campaign that is still pumping out a lot of volume, but by switching over to either a Black Friday page or at the very least having the banner at the top, you can then keep everything consistent on your evergreen. Because people who are seeing the evergreen ads, they'll click over and they be like, oh my God, wow, there is a sale going on that might not be the reason why they actually clicked. Your Black Friday ads will get a lot of those people. The point is, if you got both working at the same time, it's a way to really double down and really grab as much of your audience, as much of the customers that you want to acquire as possible.
1: Yeah. And people worry about overlap and, oh, I should switch my Evergreen off and only have the offer ones. Well, for the time period that Black Friday is like, we generally don't worry about overlap. we we never we rarely worry about overlap until it becomes a problem anyway in the first place. But you know it's as you said, it's an added little surprise. Someone clicks on an ad and then they're like, "Oh, they're having a sale right now. It's an added bonus for them. It's win-win, yeah. so
0: you might not see higher click-through rates, but you chances are you will see higher click to conversion rates when you do that. Little hack. It's a tiny little thing to do, but it makes all the difference. We haven't even talked about what to do in your ads as of yet. And that's already two tips right there, which I know will, I guarantee will increase your return on ad spend or lower your CPAs or be able to acquire more customers at a faster clip just by those two little tips alone. Number three is more on the campaign side, right? Like how we structure and what objectives we use. We have a lot of e-commerce customers. We have a lot of information or digital products and even some service-based customers. What would you recommend on the objective side of the equation for tip number three here, Ange?
1: Running conversion campaigns, optimizing for that purchase event or whatever it is you're wanting, but generally it's gonna be purchase uh, for Black Friday. But if you have a catalog, absolutely run a specific uh, Black Friday DPA catalog campaign. You can use the same catalog. You don't need to create specific custom Black Friday creatives. You can add overlays. When you're setting up the, the ad in Facebook, there's a section within you know the, the ad creation tool that you can add, you know, sale price or overlays. You don't need to do that, but just make sure that your ad copy mentions the sale. So it's a DPA catalog campaign, but the ad copy is mentioning sale on now.
0: Absolutely. And for e-commerce, if you're not using the catalog sales objective, you're really missing out on a whole other potential audience grouping, a way to scale as if you are only using conversion. If you're only using conversion, that's a logical way to go. But we use DPAs, catalog sales, we use those terms interchangeably at every level of traffic from level one, all the way down to level five. Level one being cold traffic doesn't know who you are. Level five being people who have bought from you previously.
1: Absolutely. Because what you find is that the catalog sales objective finds a different segment of the audience over the conversion campaign objective. So if your goal is to spend as much as you can over Black Friday, Cyber Monday with the offer that you've got, if it's doing well, if you're wanting to pump money into it, this is another strategy that allows you to spend more hitting the same audience without getting that overlap.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Killer tip just for anyone in general, not necessarily Black Friday, uh, Cyber Monday, but obviously really effective here in this particular time of year. Speaking of budgets, tip number four is two different types of budgets. Can you tell us a little bit about which ones we tend to use for Black Friday?
1: So at the campaign level, you can... well. At the campaign or the ad set level, you can use lifetime or daily budgets, and we actually use both. But we tend to to go more with the lifetime budget. Now, this will depend on uh, if you have a set budget that you can't spend any more than that. That's the, the the only budget you have to spend. Lifetime budgets absolutely will work well for you there. If you are more flexible and able to add on more and more budget if things are going well, then you might want to use the daily budgets. But they can both work well. But just begin really clear on do I have a set budget? Am I going to want to increase the budgets? the benefit of having the lifetime budget on your campaign is that you're basically saying to Facebook, spend it when it's best, spend it when it's performing best as opposed to I want to spend the exact same amount every day. That's the, the key difference with it. but lifetime, yeah we tend to do that, but we also use daily.
0: Right right So let's say somebody's listening to this show now and it's either Thursday or maybe it's Friday night and everything is going really well and sales are just coming in. Lifetime budget really is easy to adjust just from a budget scaling standpoint. You can sort of back in a little bit more budget. If you're getting a really good return on ad been really low CPI on your first day, and maybe you were like, ah, should I spend 5,000 or should I spend 10,000 on this weekend? I'm not really sure which, maybe you start with 5,000. It's where people most tend to go to at least. Human nature kind of goes that way. Loss aversion is more important than gain, all these other sorts of psychological things that play into this. But then you can adjust your lifetime budget super easy, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You can change it really easily, the lifetime budget. One thing to keep in mind, though, for Black Friday is we recommend going big early because it's way easier to turn the budget down than it is to ramp it up. So it's time to put on your your big boy and big girl pants for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and be bold with your initial starting budgets because you can always ramp them down if things aren't working.
0: Yeah, that's actually the opposite way of looking at it and probably a better way of looking at it. So if you are on the fence between two different budgets, go big or go home because you can always pull them back Obviously, you're probably going to, you're not going to set these live on Friday or maybe set it up so that it goes live on early Friday morning, wherever your ad account is. Or maybe you're geared more towards the US time zone, which is probably a, another whole tip unto itself. But the point is, like you can scale back so much easier as opposed to rejiggering the algorithm. You can add more budget, but I think. It's much easier to actually scale down. Now all of a sudden Facebook says, oh, okay, there's a smaller like pie here. All of a sudden I thought I had the entire pie. Well, now I have three quarters of the pie. I can distribute this fairly easily between now and Monday.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because the the really it's not a nice feeling when you get to the end of Cyber Monday and you're like, I wish I'd spent double I what I more. spent. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And yeah, we've seen that sort of happen. And how do people Typically, figure out budgets. This is an inexact science, sort of how we're on budgeting here. It's always a question that people ask me. It's like, all right, if I came with you guys, like, what would I have to spend or what would I have to spend to sort of test? And it's always sort of a it depends answer. But what would you say? Is there any sort of benchmark that you guys use when you're advising uh, tier 11 customers?
1: Yeah. So, If we've run a Black Friday sale before or any kind of sale before, we will absolutely go back and look at the data from previous sales. And we'll look at how much we spent. Uh, We'll also, we also use the kind of audience reach, the size of the audiences, just to who we've hit before, just to get a gauge on how much realistically can we spend. If you were only hitting small retargeting audiences, then of course you're going to be limited on the amount that Facebook can literally spend to hit those people. So previous sales, look at your previous sales data, How did they do? How much did you spend? The size of the audiences that you're wanting to target. Are you going out to cold, broad audiences? Are you, or, you know, a lot of people just restrict it to their warm audiences for some of their sales. Uh, So audience size, and then add a little bit on top of what you think your kind of median budget would be. Add a little bit more on top of that and be bold. Because remember, really, frequency always is a factor that's there, but for such a short time period, People are absolutely in a buying frame of mind. We're seeing now prior to Black Friday that purchase intent seems down. And I think it's absolutely because people are waiting for those sales. They're not buying stuff right now. They're waiting for Black Friday. You can go higher on the frequencies. You can go harder than you would normally go. And yeah, just be bold.
0: And I think that brings up the next tip here, which is tip number five about retargeting and how we split out retargeting. But as a part of that, You even mentioned it. Well, most people will go to their retargeting audiences, which we can talk about and how we actually strategize that, but should also be going to cold traffic audiences, especially if you have good cold traffic audiences that have converted in the past, putting a Black Friday ad in front of them. They might not have the highest ROAS of your entire campaigns. Those will probably be on your retargeting list and your buyer's list, but they're still pretty damn good, aren't they?
1: Yeah, totally. That. One is a it's a hot topic with customers. Is do we hit cold traffic or or do we just go retargeting? Now, something that I always like to remind people of is okay. Yesterday, someone that someone could have been completely cold, but the fact that they saw an ad or clicked on an ad once, then they're in your retargeting audience. So, so really, what is? hot and cold anyway or warm and cold audiences so just having that kind of more open mindset to yeah this person clicked on one ad Mm. 30 days ago are they really retargeting or kind of are they cold so true prefacing it with that absolutely i would recommend that you run some cold audiences yes it might not work as well as you're retargeting but you might be very surprised at how well they do work because of this buying mentality so definitely have some code audiences in there. That on-off toggle is super easy to just switch it off if it's not working. Uh, And then when it comes to your retargeting audiences, what we overwhelmingly see, we get the best results out of, is splitting out those retargeting audiences into 7-day, 14-day, 30-day, 60-day, 90-day, rather than just going, Here's my 90-day retargeting audiences and lumping them all together. The reason I think that this works is because you're just basically, you have more control over the different audiences. It allows you to push more budget through. And again, if there's one segment that isn't working, that off switch is super easy to toggle.
0: Yeah, for sure. And when we were going through a couple of ad accounts here inside tier 11, right before we hit record... We had some that had exclusions for the previous audience. For example, when I say exclusion, let's say you're doing a 60-day audience website visitors, but then you have a 30-day, a 14-day, and a 7-day. Some are being excluded from others and some are not. And what's the sort of general rule? Can people kind of go crazy with exclusions? and, And where do you stand on exclusions just as a general rule?
1: So I think for Black Friday, it will still work without any exclusions in there. So yeah, I'm looking at a couple of uh, accounts, a couple of customer accounts. One of them's an e comm one of them's an info. And one of them has very few exclusions, actually no exclusions on the, the retargeting. Now, obviously we would recommend like excluding certain level of purchasers there so make sure that you're not hitting the same people over and over again that have already purchased from you I think that's a given for any campaign that you're running you don't want to keep hitting those people that have already bought but yeah you can run it with exclusions or without if you're so for example if you're running like your uh, 60-day audience you might want to be running uh, and this is another way you're splitting it out maybe to 31 days to 60 days and then you would exclude the 30-day audience from that so it can work both ways just don't get caught up on thinking that your exclusions have to be absolutely foolproof and 100 percent right because that will hamper the performance if you get too hung up on the exclusions oh this has to be exactly excluding this then and sometimes that is just more hassle than it's worth but yeah always get those recent purchasers three day four day seven day exclude them from your list
0: for sure for sure. Yeah. yeah, I think in a lot of these cases you end up overthinking it and stifling your impressions on each ad set. And that's an issue. Like this is a land grab <laughs> like from Thursday night to Monday at midnight. Like you want to get as many people to see your ads and you are competing against a lot of others. If you have too many exclusions and you overthink it too much, then you might lose out on just getting your ad in front of people. So let's not forget, this is an auction, guys. So you have to get in front of your ideal customer first, and you're competing against everybody else based upon the quality of your ad and all the other stuff that we've talked about many, many times here uh, on Perpetual Traffic. But the point is, is if you are thinking to yourself, ooh, do I go more complex here or do I keep it more simple? I think I would lean more towards the keeping it simple, especially keeping some of those audiences without as many exclusions. That way, at least you're going to get some impressions.
1: Yeah, it's really people are worried about audience overlap. That's why people go overboard with their exclusions. I get it. But really, don't worry about that until it becomes an issue. But just have the minimum, at the very least, have the minimum exclusions you need, like the recent purchasers.
0: Purchasers. Yeah. At the yeah. bare minimum. So that brings us to tip number six, which is campaign structure. We haven't even really talked about any of this kind of stuff as of yet. we yet. went through website. We went through a bunch of other sort of just good tips. But how do people structure campaigns for Black Friday, Cyber Monday? Is it ad set budget? Is it campaign budget optimization? How do you guys do it?
1: We tend to go with ad set budget, ABO versus CBO. I think there's several reasons for that. Possibly one is that I'm more a fan of ad set budget than CBO, <laughs> and, and <laughs> so yeah. I'm slight bias maybe, but that comes from s- seeing it across multiple accounts and seeing what's working and what doesn't. But if you have an account where you've been running CBO and CBO has been working for you, then I would absolutely stick with what's been working that structure. So we have one of our accounts, uh, they exclusively run CBO in that account. It works very well. And so their Black Friday campaigns are all CBO because that's what they know works. We have other accounts where we've tried CBO multiple times and it, for whatever reason, it just, it doesn't seem to take off as well as the ABO. I think both can work well. It is kind of dependent on the account and what you've been running so far. If you've never run CBO before and you've only run ABO, then I probably wouldn't recommend that you go all out on Black Friday with your CBO. Personally, for me, when I'm running campaigns, I find I have more flexibility with the ABO, particularly sale time where I'm in the moment, I'm making quick decisions, I'm trying to be as fluid as possible. I find I get more um, flexibility to do that with ABO. But if, you, if you've been using CBO and it's working, stick with that.
0: Remember, I think this is an important point is that the ad account has learned the algorithm a very specific way. So if you throw in a new X factor, oh, learn how to do this at a time like right now that's not a very good move. Like you just keep going, like don't get cute. (laughs) Keep doing the things that are working in your account or at least the ones that have been working in the last 30 days. Obviously there's been a lot of turmoil in the Facebook algorithm in the last 30, 60, 90 days. But the point is, is whatever has worked in the past, don't get too complex here. You've got a very short window of time and the algorithm is going to work best with how the ad account has behaved in the past. And ABO versus CBO is a biggie. It's a big way in which you can really change up the optimization completely. And it can go great or it can go very badly. And we've seen it go both ways, unfortunately. And there's not a consistent message for every single of the hundreds of ad accounts that we oversee here. But if you've been doing ABO in the past, you've been doing CBO in the past, do either one of those for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, without a question. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of people uh, are looking for that silver bullet with Facebook ads and I get it. It's challenging that they're always changing things, but there, there really isn't that one thing that's going to make everything work perfectly. It's, you know, as you say, a combination of the learning of the things that are in there, your experience and your comfort level and taking the best advice and then putting that into practice
0: for sure. So that leads us to overall campaign structure. We just talked about objectives and optimization and how to set up your campaigns. But if you looked at all the ad accounts that we're running or just about to launch campaigns for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, one thing is consistent. And what is that?
1: They're all a pretty simple setup. Yeah. Don't overcomplicate it.
0: And we don't have to explain that all that much because simple is simple. So when you say simple, give me an example. Like how it, if somebody was looking into a high volume tier 11 account right now, what would they see?
1: Cool. So we'd say a campaign for what we call our, our level one traffic so level one and maybe level two is page engagers people who've been to your website people who've viewed your Instagram profile things like this so they they may not necessarily have clicked on an ad but they've, they've engaged at a, a low level with your business so one campaign for your code and your kind of low level two another campaign for your like retargeting so what we would call our warm our l2 l3 l4 people who've viewed a product on your website people who've added to car or initiated checkout and then you can have a third one if you've got a catalog sale. So those first two I'll be talking about would be conversion campaigns. Then you could have one campaign for your DPA catalog sale retargeting. So that's just three campaigns there. You might, some people have a separate campaign for hitting previous purchasers. This will depend on if you're running CBO or ABO. If you're running ad set budget, ABO, then personally, I would just put my previous purchasers, what we call level five into the same retargeting campaign, but you can have that separated out into a separate campaign if you want. Really like that. So three or four is that I've counted there. You don't need to get fancy with, well, we would not recommend getting fancy with video views or brand awareness. If you were going to do something like that, Do that before Black Friday. And that's what builds your audiences that feed into your retargeting audiences. That's building the seed of people that have some kind of recognition of your business prior to the sale heading.
0: Yeah. And that's something that we have been doing leading up to Black Friday, which when this airs, that's obviously that's now the past, which is really a prologue for the campaigns that we have right now. We have been seeding those audiences and what we refer to as level zero which is just video view, capturing for the three second, the 25% engagement, maybe 50, 75%, depending on what it is, building those audiences that are then going to be retargeted in that warm traffic or level two type of campaigns. But those level zero campaigns are super valuable and, and just in general, a good thing to have from a branding perspective, but also building warm audiences. And those are the audiences that usually do really convert extremely well, especially if they've viewed multiple videos. I know in some of our accounts, we actually have retargeting for different videos that have been watched by three seconds or maybe 25% in order to get more views and then they become super video audiences. The point is, is like that level zero is a good one as a pre-engagement leading up to Black Friday. But if you haven't done that, still keep your campaign super simple here. And the one that we were just looking at here a moment ago, we had for our level 1 traffic campaigns, which is our cold traffic, was $50,000. And then for our warm audience was $15,000. And then for the actual purchasers, previous buyers, that was $10,000. So that adds up to a $75,000 campaign. Cold at 50, warm at 15, and then hot at 10. And I think that's a good guideline in general. Your numbers might have less zeros at the end, which is perfectly fine. But I think that just in general is a good mix here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And one that I didn't mention, uh, well, I mentioned the catalog sales campaign for retargeting. If you do have a, a catalog that you're going to want to show to people, try that broad, you know, what we call the band DPA, broad audience, no targeting, or at least level one targeting with the catalog, because that can be incredibly good performance for a sale.
0: Yeah, absolutely. A a killer tip there. So those are our seven tips. We've got a bonus tip here, and actually two bonus tips, I think. So what's the first one about creative and specifically around Black Friday and Cyber Monday, what you've seen converting best?
1: Yeah. Historically, and even this year for other sales that have run this year, images tend to outperform videos. Mm. Uh, during this sale time. The reason being is because if it's people are sitting, waiting, they see the offer that they like, boom, and they're not wanting to spend time watching a video. They see it's, this kind of goes on to the second tip as well, which is about the offer, which we can talk about in in a bit in specifics. But if your offer is good, that's what's selling it. It's not the video giving the big explanation of the product now there's obviously going to be some products that still need a bit more of an explanation if it's Mm -hmm. generally higher priced items then you still might need a little bit of education around what the product does especially if you're going out to those code audiences but images generally out trump videos for these sales and particularly for cyber monday for that last day last chance to get the deal so i know people I see it a lot in a lot of accounts. People tend to forget images these days because videos work so well generally in the feed at the moment. Don't forget about your images during Black Friday and don't overcomplicate them.
0: And this is a good point to remember, depending on what your price point is, let's say you're selling a pair of socks for 15 bucks and then you're maybe you're selling a medical device for $600. Well... These are all relative rules, relative tips here. So everything is relative to what's happened previously on your, in your ad account. So when we say Black Friday, Cyber Monday is an impulse purchase, it's relative to what you refer to as like normalcy or sort of your frame of reference. For a $600 product, that might be a longer sales cycle, but still it's a shorter time period that you have here it's more of an impulse buy video obviously has its place but i would skew more of your creative especially when it's coming right up to the end far more towards images and we've really seen that click buy as opposed to click watch think about it and then maybe click if i get around to it so think about the mind of your consumer here this is high intent time this is impulse buy time so give them the opportunity always to purchase as easily as possible. And images certainly do that.
1: Yeah, totally. And even when we were running um, ads for a $600 medical device, always images, always out-trumped the videos (laughs) for sales, always.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. So our last but not least, instead of seven tips and a bonus, we're going to give two bonuses here, like we said before. So what the bonus is your offer. Ryan Dice says this, and I said this a million times on this show no amount of traffic in the world will cure a crappy offer or will sell a crappy offer. You have to have a really good offer on Black Friday, Cyber Monday. And the offer, Is in large part due to if you have a business where you are actually doing business on a regular basis, people are buying it. That means you have an offer that converts. But remember, this is an impulse, high intent. You want to make it as easy as possible for people to buy. Yes, use more images than video, especially right up to the end of Black Friday, Cyber Monday. But also make sure that you price your product in a way so it's irresistible for a Black Friday, Cyber Monday consumer to click. And by, what is our recommendation? And what do you tell tier 11 customers how much they should discount their product? And we're a sweet spot.
1: So I guess first thing is you don't want to put yourself out of business. So make sure <laughs> your numbers point. first, but absolute minimum, 20% discount. If you're offering a discount, absolute minimum, 20%. Way better, 40%. Yeah,
0: 10%, not so good.
1: I can get 10% off if I give you my email address and sign up for your email list. Right. Not interested for Black Friday.
0: Right. Think about the hundreds of websites that you've been to. And as you hover your thumb or a go back click, and all of a sudden that little exit pop says, hey, put on your email address for a 10% discount. How many times do you do it? For me, I never do it, but maybe you do it more than I do it. The point is, is, that's an okay offer. It's fine for evergreen campaigns. That's good. Although I would hate to see that being cluttered up on a lot of our ads. The point is, like you have to make the offer irresistible, but you also have to know your numbers. This is where cost of goods sold, selling general administrative what you can pay to acquire a customer if you've listened to that episode in the past all factors in here what you're really trying to do is you're it's a land grab for new customers if you break even with your ad spend or ad spend plus your agency fee however you're actually doing it that is the goal because then you're going to acquire those customers and they're going to become lifelong customers provided that you have a product that is really good and even better if they can buy other things in your product portfolio Or if you have a consumable that they need to buy it again after 30 or 45 or 60 days, you're really trying to acquire customers here at a very rapid clip between Friday and Monday. And I think 40% is the one that we tend to kind of gear Our customers towards, but if they can't really afford that, then it's got to be somewhere between 40 and 20. I think 20 is a good sort of uh, low point here. I think if you go anything below that, we've seen offers really fizzle out when they haven't been super aggressive in their discounting.
1: Yeah. And also make it really clear, like what the offer is, because we've had it in the past where it was like, get. $15 off if you spend more than this and this. And if you're forcing somebody to think about how much they have to spend and how much they're getting off or you've lost them, they're off to someone else. So make it super clear. And so that it's, okay, I know I'm getting 40% off no matter what I buy. One other thing to consider is if discounting isn't an option for you or discounting enough is not an option, mystery gifts work really well too. Mm, Good point. We've seen that work incredibly well for some customers. Their business model doesn't allow, or their margins don't really allow for that discount, but people love a mystery gift.
0: Yeah, that's bonus tip number three. I had totally mm. forgotten that one. And that worked yeah. extremely well last year. I can think mm-hmm. of one customer where I was like, yeah. wow, it's it's like that wheel yo spinny thing that you see on all the e-com sites. I'm like, why would people click on that? But they do. That's the reason mm-hmm. why you see them all the time. Because people want to, they, they want intrigue, they want surprise, they would like... Life isn't always all that much fun. If you can inject some enthusiasm or some fun into the purchase of your product, then go for it. And if it works for your economics, even better. Yep. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen and perpetual traffic listeners. Hope you make tons of sales and acquire... Uh, lots of new customers and and are furthering the world in a positive way with your product or service here, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. We've got really 10 big tips, even though we talked about only seven tips here. But yeah, uh, utilize these if there's something that you've been sort of on the fence with. Hopefully this uh, episode has been able to cure you of that indecision. This is a big time of year. There's always a risk of losing money. Let's not forget that. People aren't just going to buy whatever you put in front of them. So yes, go aggressive if you can, but also realize that whenever you launch a campaign, it's you just never really know, do you? As much as we have done this through the last 10 years... There's still an element of surprise. Something always surprises us in one way, shape, or form. But the point is you've got to put yourself out there and hopefully deploy some of these tips that we've talked about here in this episode to make Cyber Monday, Black Friday, and into the Christmas and holiday season really killer for your business. So Angela Ponsford, thank you so much for coming on Perpetual Traffic for What's Working Now.
1: It's been heaps of fun today. I love talking about this stuff.
0: Yeah, this is awesome. We live and breathe this sort of stuff. For all the references and resources that we mentioned in this show, head on over to digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. This is Ralph Burns and Angela Ponsford. Until next week, see ya.
1: See ya.